Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you every weekday morning at 10am. I'm joined by Bailey. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Yeah, I'm good to see you, mate. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Just my third stream in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, crazy day already. But uh, no, things are good. Things are well. Speaking of third day, uh, third stream, reason why is, and I want to give a shout out to this because I promised that I would. Um, we are, you know, in support of Gunners versus Cancer, which is a fantastic cause helping out at the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, our good friend of the show, Mike from the Gunners podcast, is doing a 27 hour long show uh, with some fantastic guests throughout the day. But uh, most of all, you know, make sure if you haven't already, go and uh, go and support a really, really good cause. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find it all online at Gunners versus Cancer. Um, getting into the show, plenty to discuss. Been a while since we've had a chat, Bailey. Uh, Arsenal, of course, preparing well for pre season. Excited, are we, for the start of the season? Very excited, TC. This is probably the first season I've been excited for you know, quite, in quite a while. Maybe the 2019 season when we did sign the Pepe, that was quite exciting. But mm. except from that, I haven't been as confident and as raring to go for a season. I think this has been the best preparation for a season we've had in a long, long while. And uh, I can't wait to get started. Yeah, indeed. So I am very, very, very excited indeed to see what we can do on Friday against Palace. It would be quite a statement win if we were to get uh, a victory at Selhurst Park, something that we've not you know, characteristically done too often. I know we did it a couple of seasons ago, right at the end of the season. This time we're doing it right at the start of the season. Hopefully we can achieve those three massive points. Uh, there is movement for Arsenal outgoings-wise. Lucas Torreira closing in on a potential exit to Galatasaray. I'm surprised by this move. I really don't really understand it, but tell me how you feel about it, Bailey. Yeah, same TC. I was surprised. I thought Torreira would either end up in the Serie A or the La Liga. I think when you go to the Turkish League, it's usually a player who's on the down down spiral of his career has had a major dip. I think Torreira's got a lot to offer in many leagues. I think he's still a very good player. I think even at Arsenal, he would have been a decent option. But of course, I don't think he was adapted to, to England, the lifestyle in London. I don't think he was happy there. So he had to move on. So a move to Galatasaray for me is a step down for him. I think it's quite a limited league. So I'm surprised he did make the move to Galatasaray. But for my Arsenal point of view, I'm happy we were able to offload him and just get some funds and clear some space in the squad so we can have some incomings uh, potentially for next week and beyond. Absolutely. Um, you know, the other player is Pablo Marie in talks of a number of clubs, been suggestions of Monza and Hellas Verona. Does it feel for you like with these potential outgoings now speeding up because Leno, of course, is, move, is moving on and we're expecting an announcement on that very, very soon that we can expect Arsenal then to re-enter the potential signings end of the market? Yeah, I believe that is the plan. I think with some transfers, we're also biting the bullet. I think, we, of course, we decided to sell Burn Leno for 8 million, decided to sell Torreira for... Uh, less than we, mm. the less than we valued him, of course. Mari looks like we just want to push him out, and other players as well. We're looking to sell, so of course, Nuno Tavares also went to Marseille on loan. So it looks like we are just looking now to get players out. So for the final weeks of the window, we can bring in the transfers that we do really need maybe a winger and definitely midfielder. I think that would be the case this week. The first week leading up to the Premier League season will be outgoings, and from next week onwards, we focus on incomings once again, and we'll start being linked with players to potentially come into the club. Yeah, I mean, there's clearly uh, an urgency, I think, from from Arsenal to try and get as many deals as they can done quickly, so they can then refocus on on bringing players in. Brendan Rodgers was was talking about Tillemans, and he was speaking specifically about how he's kind of getting a little bit 
impatient. He says he wants kind of his future to be sorted out as soon as feasibly possible and obviously less to do. His exact quote was, there is uh, the possibility that he leaves, but there is nothing uh, on him at the moment. We haven't had any approaches to the club yet on that. Of course, it is in the back of the mind. Uh, that's sort of what is the scenario, what if scenario, but he doesn't want anything to drag on either. I mean, it has dragged on. You know, we're in August now. So I understand that he doesn't want to drag it into the season, but Arsenal are clearly trying to move players out so they can open up space to bring him in. You know, I wrote yesterday about the idea that if, say, Lucas Torreira would have, would have stayed, which is fortunately doesn't look like it's happening now, and Mate Lenars would have stayed. It would have been around £6 million of investment in their wages for a season. I don't think that should block Arsenal from then investing in Tillemans and they worry about having them on the sidelines. If we can get Tillemans in, I think we have to do it, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I think this has always been part of Edu's plan to wait until towards the end of the transfer to sign Tillemans. I know I did see reports previously that Arsenal were confident of signing Tillemans and picking, up, picking him up whenever necessary. I think we had our priorities in Gabriel Jesus, of course, to, uh, Sinchenko, the left-back, mm. and, and midfield signing. So we're always going to wait for Tillemans and, and it depends on the outgoings. But as you said, I do agree. I think a midfielder was clearly needed alongside Fabio Fierro and Sinchenko, of course. We needed a, a, a midfielder who could also defend and attack and play almost in that box-to-box box run. Tillemans can do that and... He's there, he's cheap, he's available. Let's let's get it done because if Madison does end up going to Newcastle, which, I'm surprised, which we are going to discuss, then it could a deal could become difficult because Leicester, of course, they're linked to sending Fafana. They haven't brought in any players yet. So sending uh, three of their first team players could be risky for them. And that may that might just want him to up the price for Tillemans and might feel like, okay, look, we'll rather risk losing on a free next season. Mm, yeah, potentially. Look, I I think in Cass says here starting to lose interest in Tillemans. These deals that go on, you know, for a really long time, I understand that there is this idea that, frustratingly, that we kind of get disillusioned with these types of players. Do you know what I mean? Like, we try, we, we get into a position where we're like, oh, well, it's taken so long. Maybe we should move on to someone else. Or yeah. when it finally happens, it's a little bit more underwhelming because, you know, we've been linked to so long. Tillemans is a quality midfielder and I don't think that should be, I don't think we should make any bones about that. And I think if he was to say join the club this summer, it would be a massive, massive boost to us. And fingers crossed we can see this deal dragged over the line at some stage throughout the window. But don't allow this just, you know, trundling on towards the end of the window, downplay how much of a coup this would still be for Arsenal to get hold of a player of Tillemans' quality because he is certainly quality. Now, there is a lot of interesting business going on around Arsenal from their rivals. Uh, Chelsea have had a frustrating window, it's fair to say, which we've all enjoyed massively. Uh, Barcelona have really done them dirty on so many of the potential deals they wanted to do. But they look like they're now moving for Mark Kukurea at, at Brighton. Do they need a left back? Like, why are they doing this? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Alonso, Emerson, Ben Chilwell... And now Mark Kukurela, I don't understand it. At £50 million as well, look, I am not complaining, Chelsea. You throw your money where, where it's not needed. Please keep doing that. You've got the right-back position, which needs desperate, desperate sorting out. They still need to sign a centre-back. Yes, they're saying, they are saying that Kukurela could potentially play a left centre-back, but his best position is left-back, left-wing or left-back or even left-wing-back. So... You can't really, you can't really sign a player for fifty million. And expect him to play in the centre back where he's only played there for a couple of games. So it's a mm. signing that for me is is confusing. I'm not complaining. I've said this from the start that Chelsea's window is making me excited for the season because I think it's putting another Champions League spot up for grabs. As it stands currently, Arsenal, I believe Arsenal finished ahead of Chelsea because their transfer window business has been so so poor. 
it is really bad. And the Kukurela one is he's an excellent player. I think he's a quality player. I do really rate him, but I just don't know how that improves Chelsea when they already have Ben Chilwell and Marcus Alonso in that position. Yeah, it's a really strange one. Uh, ben Chilwell being invested like 50 million odd quid in, you know, just not, not so recently, uh, only a couple of seasons ago. I know he's had his injury problem, but, you know, it's just if you're going to spend that amount of money on a defender, go for a centre-back because that's what they need. You know, they, that's what they're looking at trying to bring in. So it just feels so strange that they would go and spend that amount of money on Kukurea. But who knows? It may, who knows? It may turn out really, really positive. He is currently in my fantasy team for the new season, Kukurea, because I was thinking, you know, he's going to go to Man City. It might be a decent investment to get him now before he makes that move. But unfortunately, it now looks like, you know, it's a, a frustration uh, and it's a strange one. But just let him get on with what they're doing. Um, the other big move is James Madison uh, Newcastle pushing hard to try and sign him apparently he's available for around 60 million pounds are Arsenal missing out by not going in for him no not at all not at all I think we have Martin Erdegaard now that that debate uh, towards the start of last season when we was ever going to sign James Madison or Martin Erdegaard definitely did heat up but I think this proves this season we've got Fabio Fierro now have Martin Erdegaard in there. 60 million above for James Madison would be a ridiculous transfer. I think Madison is a great, good player. I think he's very talented, but anything above the 60 million pound mark and you're overpaying for him. I don't think Arsenal should be uh, feeling left out or have any fear of FOMO and not sight and not completing his signature because it's not worth it for that amount of money at all. Absolutely. Uh, Umar uh, in the chapel saying, Erdegaard over Madison. <laughs> I do agree. I do agree. Uh, I'd much rather see. It. I just think he fits the team more. You know, I know yeah. people jump to goals and assists and raw numbers, but it translates differently when you move from one team to another. And I think Erdegaard is is going to continue to step up his game. The leadership quality is the reason why he's got the captain's armband as well. I look forward to seeing his game go to another level with Jesus being in the squad as well. We've we've got you know Erdegaard. We've got Smithrow. We've got Vieira. We don't need Madison uh, on top of that as well. We need to be looking at bringing in someone who's more akin to playing in that centre midfield role or potentially the number six role rather than another attack-minded central midfielder. Uh, And that interestingly kind of brings us to an end of of our discussion points. We're going to take some of your questions from the chat box. If you have any you'd like to throw in, now is the time to do it. Marcus says, if we get two more signings, what positions? A left-footed centre-back, a wide forwards, and a centre mid are the three I was thinking which is one more than I expect us to get. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'd go for a, a wide forward and a centre midfielder, personally. Mm. I think the wide forward shouldn't be underestimated. I do think we do need better uh, backup for Bakayi Saka and even Gabriel Martelli. I think if we do increase the strength and depth in the forward positions, then I think top four will be ours for sure because we have a good rotational plan. And I think it is needed. If we went for Rafinha, we do still need to get an alternative to him. Then we would have that perfect window as well signing a signing a, a semi midfielder and potentially Yuri Tillemans. And I think Yuri Tillemans and a wide forward is, is realistic simply due to the price of Yuri Tillemans and how cheap he can be signed for. Mm, yeah, uh, there's a really interesting question actually came in in the chat box uh, from a Clockwork Tangerine, brilliantly named, who says, uh, thoughts on Trusty? He had a blinder of a game against uh, for Birmingham on Saturday. If he continues in that kind of aim, do you see a future from Arsenal? Interestingly, he is a left-footed centre-back, um, you know. So if, say, this season we manage to, you know, keep keep going with, say, holding Saliba, uh, Gabriel and White as our kind of crux of a four, and you've got Tommy Asu who can also play too. Being left-footed, it could open up an avenue for him to compete with Gabriel next season. I'm, you know, I'm not expecting him to be on that kind of level, but certainly to be a competitor to try and get more minutes next season, um, being the 23-24 season after a good loan spell, it could be positive for us. 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. I think he you can never if he signs he's a player for Arsenal at the end of the day. When he did first sign, I was a bit worried that not worried, but I was thinking there's maybe another uh, Asano transfer where we're using him for his status, of course, Dan Conke being using MLS to, to promote the, the league, promote Arsenal as well, being mm. under American ownership. So I thought Trusty was following under that umbrella. But if a player performs well on loan and he continues to do well, then you can't deny that. And if Arsenal do still need a left left foot centre back by the time his loan does end, then it is a potential option. You can go into pre-season and maybe impress Arteta. But I still believe that he's just an asset for Arsenal. I don't think he'll actually play for the club. Yeah, I kind of saw him as a player that, you know, they saw as an avenue to use to get into Europe and, and use Arsenal because they've got that relationship. But who knows? I mean, if he has a great season in the championship, there's no reason why he couldn't come back and fight for a place. Arteta gives chances to players that impress. You know, he initially didn't particularly think that Saliba was ready, sent him on loan. He's come back and clearly he's done well enough that he feels he's going to be integrated back into the team. He's more than willing to have that happen. He was, of course, signed at Arsenal. Uh, Igbo, he is indeed a centre-back. He isn't a left-back, but he is left-footed. So that's going to be interesting for sure to see how it happens. Um, Steve says, with Newcastle's unlimited spending power, are you underwhelmed by their transfer dealings so far? No, simply because I believe Newcastle are following the same model as Manchester City. I think they're learning not to splash all their money in one transfer window, especially when they're not at the level where they're able to. I believe their signings have been quite shrewd this summer, I don't think their spending is over yet. Also, I think they'll still spend more money. But I think this season, they'll aim to get in Europe. Then they'll spend according to their level. And then the next season, and the next season again, where they're, according to level, I don't think there'll be one window where they're just splashing that 500 million or, mm. or something like that on a on a single window. I don't think they're doing I think they're being very shrewd and very smart with their signings because you spend too much, sometimes everything can collapse. I think they're doing it slowly but steadily and still spending money in the meantime, still spending good money. So I'm not underwhelmed, but... I do think they do need a few more positions uh, strengthening. I think they will do that towards the end of the window, but I don't think they'll go absolutely crazy. I think window by window, they'll take it slow and follow the Manchester City model. Manchester City done it the perfect way, and that's why they're so successful now. Indeed. You know, they've brought in so far um, Sven Botman, they brought in Nick Pope, and uh, they signed Matt Target on a permanent deal as well. So there's some interesting players uh, at Newcastle, we know. I thought they might go for more of a marquee name this summer, more yeah. than, more so than they have, but uh, there's still time left in the window and things can, of course, still change. Uh, let's go to why won't, Andrew says, why won't Arsenal bid for Madison? Uh, we've kind of covered this, three reasons, Vieira, Smith-Rowe, Erdegaard, that's why Arsenal won't bid for Madison. Um, Yasin says, what about Fafana from Liga, the Lons uh, central midfielder? I would love a Sangara, but I think Fafana would also be a great option. Yeah, I've done a few pieces on Fafana and why we should sign him. Um, funnily enough, he does follow a trend that I wrote on the Mark Vivian Foe Awards. Uh, the last <laughs> few players to win it have all signed for Arsenal in recent years and Fafana won it last Who season. So it was, <laughs> I'll mention him, it won't be the greatest of names, but it was Shamak, Aubameyang, Nicola Pepe, Samir Nazri, not Samir Nazri, maybe Samir Nazri. Don't quote mm. me on that. It might be Samir Nazri and Javinho as well. But again, the trend <laughs> has to be broken in the right way. And maybe Fafana can do that. But he has shown he's a good player, I think, for, mm. for uh, last season. For Lanzi, was very good. Him and Decore, who signed for Crystal Palace, were excellent in the midfield. And that's why they almost got Champions League football. So Fafana would be a great addition, of course. He comes from Manchester City's academy as well. So he does have the necessary development and training. So why not? Why not bring Fafana if he's available for a cheap price? 
Have you seen that Leicester are being linked with uh, a certain Hussein Alwa uh, this week? What do you make of that link? Is uh, Leicester are too good for him, are they not? No, I think it's done very wrong, TC. I think it's done very wrong. Leicester are getting an absolute coup. They're replacing James Madison with a better player than Hussein Alwa. No, but no, Hussein Alwa, he's a, he's a good player and I'm happy finally he's getting the recognition he deserves from Premier League interest. I think Arsenal was an option for him. He's still available for very cheap. If you don't sign Yuri Tillemans, then maybe... You can still Leicester's transfer, but we we will see. We will see. The, our dream is not over yet, guys. Dream, <laughs> goodness me, goodness, goodness me. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in this morning. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on. If you've not. Uh, done so already there is also of course as i mentioned at the start of the show uh, an ongoing support for gunas versus cancer make sure that if you haven't already donated to go and do that too uh, you can find it easily by just searching up gunas versus cancer you will indeed find it thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you a little bit later on and of course back tomorrow morning as well at 10 a.m as usual see you soon have a great day and as always keep following us down the arsenal way <laughs>